0: Good evening. Are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing? Well, I think you're in the right place because this is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, snuggle up, and press play. We're going to create a safe place where you can put aside all that stuff run through your brain. I'll tell you a story. It'll distract you as the story goes on, it's going to get a little bit more and more boring, and you're going to find yourself drifting off into dreamland. That's the goal of this podcast. It's simple, to help you fall asleep. So if this is for your first time here, welcome. There's not much work on your end, you just get in bed and turn this on and see if it works for you. If you have any questions, comments, anything you need to get a hold of us, it's feedback at sleepwithmepodcast.com. Our website is www.sleepwithmepodcast.com. You can also get a hold of me on Twitter at dearest scooter. If you have a chance, subscribe in iTunes, I, guys. I can normally um, go through housekeeping at this point. I, I hate to out any companies or throw anybody on the, under the bus, but I listen to the most recent episode on. I listened to the most recent episode on Stitcher, and. Stitcher re-encodes the audio, which means in layman's terms, they take uh, the file that I produce and put out there for people to download, and they put it on their servers and they downgrade the file, and it just sounded really, really bad. Like if I was trying to fall asleep, it would be distracting. Now, on my end, that says to me I need to do a little bit more work in post-production for the audio files. Which I think I have a solution. Um, it's called Alphonic, I believe, and I'll post more on my website. And uh, so I'm going to do my end to try to make the files a little sound a little bit better. Post production, I'm not an engineer, so I have no idea what I'm doing, and that's why I'm turning to uh, a phonic, And I hope I'm pronouncing their name right. But like I said, I'll put it in the show notes. Now, if you're on, if you have an Android phone. I can't recommend listening to the podcast on, Twi- on Stitcher if you're trying to fall asleep. So if you do have an iPhone, stick with iTunes or a podcast like a podcasting app that downloads through the uh, iTunes directories. If you're on Android, I'd listen through your browser or um, I'll try to post or I guess I'm trying to, I'm presenting a problem without a real solution, which I apologize for. But I'll try to post some reviews of Android apps for listening to podcasts. If anybody has any you're listening on Android and you say, oh, I I use this app. It's great. Let me know because, again, after I do some of this post-production work on the audio files, I'll see how they sound on Stitcher and maybe I can recommend Stitcher again. But I had been testing Stitcher out um, just to see how it works and see if it's a good app. And it just doesn't sound good. And I, I know... If it, if it's going to be distracting, you're trying to fall asleep. That's no that's not helpful. So Stitcher's Piece of Housekeeping 1, this new post-production. Um, post-production just means that they try to make the sound file sound a little bit better. Um, so let me know if anything doesn't sound right. Email me. Compared to all the other episodes, feedback at com. Now, it's not going to make me sound like a sane person. Because that's pretty much impossible. But um, uh, let me know. I'm always looking to try to improve things for you, for all of you that take the time to listen to this podcast. And I would like it to sound better. I want it to sound legitimate. I don't want to be like, hey, hey it's big, 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 big Jerry coming to you live from uh, the podcast. You know, something like that. Because I'm not big Jerry. <laughs> I'd like to be. That's not. But anyway, so that's the housekeeping. Keep it short and sweet, and let's get on to the show. Thanks for listening so much. All right, so we have another episode of Twending, Twending Twitter Tuesdays, Trending Twitter Tuesdays, and it's Sunday. It's about Sunday, 6, 15, 6 June fifteenth, middle of June already, and it's about. Uh, it's not about. It's five twenty-five. So coming up on five thirty p.m. Pacific Daylight Time. I got my Twitter update in front of me here. And let's do it, we got a sponsored post this week, that's cool. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Nine, 10, 11. is that right? I might be miscounting, but it looks like there's 11. And uh, I know almost all of them, so that's gonna probably be a problem. So yeah, trending Twitter Tuesdays, trending Twitter Tuesdays. It's time for tales from trending, tales trending on Twitter on Tuesday from Sunday tonight to bore you to sleep. Okay, folks, so it's Father's Day, World Cup's going on. Now, I don't know how many countries practice father's day I, I don't really know a whole lot about father's day but i do know this father's day story that is kind of legendary it's it's a secret it's been passed around for a couple of years it might be an urban myth it might not be i think it was took place last world cup uh which happened in south africa it might have been two world cups ago i can't remember where two was two world cups ago in germany or was that just the euro but whatever uh I don't know. It's steeped in legend. It's a story about uh, Lionel Messi, the uh, player for Argentina, young man. Uh, I think he's got a lot of nicknames, but he's just a spectacular player to watch. I mean, they might call him the magician or the kid, uh, the magician magician kid, I think. Something. They they got good nicknames for him. I don't know his nicknames. Uh, but he is a spectacular player. Wow. Oh boy, when he gets the ball, he makes magic happen on the court or on the, on the pitch as they call it in soccer. I I call it the court, um, because when I'm out there, I'm usually just holding court like BS and telling boring stories, uh, you know, and, you know, put it out there. Any, uh, world cup, uh, coaches or managers, professional soccer teams, uh, Preferably uh, famous ones. If you you know, I know you guys are keeping an eye on your sleep, and you want your players well rested. You know, hopefully you're checking this podcast out. I I will I will for a price, come into your, uh, you know, work with your players one on one and bore them to sleep. I'd prefer. I mean, my rate right for being in a player's room would be creepy because I'd probably want someone else there, um, so that. Would that make it more creepy? Like, say it's a Liam Null message room, um, and I was telling him a bedtime story. Because this is—okay, I'm going to come clean. The story's about me and involves me. So, um, okay, I, I was trying to, like, ease my way into it, like, try to find my way into the story and, like, make up um, a fake version of me because, you know, I don't want to make it about me, but— so what happened was, uh, I think it was uh, Diego Maradona, famous Argentinian player, uh, was coaching the last World Cup. I think, maybe I don't know. I've been hit on the head a lot, so uh, I don't know. He wasn't the one paying the bills. So this, what happened was, the last World Cup before the last World Cup, I got this call, and uh, from, and it was from a Argentina country, Argentinian country code. And they were, it was, uh, you know, I don't know, prime minister, probably an ambassador. And he invited, they um, were like taught. And I was like, what? And they said, you know, we heard you're the most boringest person on the earth. And that you have an intention of starting, you know, because another thing, the reason they heard about me to back up is that, you know, you've heard of like about underground rap battles, right? Well, for a while, I was doing these underground boredom battles and... (laughs) <laughs> Not a lot of people were showing up. Not a lot of people were choosing to like go up on on me, roll up on me, bore bore me under. That's what we call it in the in the. Uh, and you're never going to hear about this other than from this podcast because this is like a dark, dark world of boredom. Because people that are boring, you know, we suffer from depression. We have higher rates of depression, higher rates of addiction, higher rates of insomnia. So we're we're people on the margins, the boring, most boring of us. And then when you get your aggro borers like me—well, I'm not a straight aggro bore, but I have a—you um, know, I'm more of like a—well, let's not get into, like, which diagnosis. But so, yeah, I was doing these underground boredom battles, we call them, where you would try to just bore someone to—we'd uh, try different things. And by we, I mean me. Like, I'd be like, okay, let's see if we can bore somebody to tears. And the, what I would do to get people an audience was like, um, you ever have like people come and they're trying to sell you comedy tickets, like oh I could give you comedy tickets to the comedy club at ten for you know, but I'll sell them you for you price of four or whatever. So yeah, I don't know, I don't think they're actually a scam. I mean it's probably a scam for the person that has to sell them, but so I was pretend like I was doing that, but it was free. And then I tried like free game shows, almost like I'm like oh you do you like a twenty thousand dollar pyramid? well we're testing out this new so I'd get people to show up usually wouldn't last very long but so I was doing these underground boredom battles and you know occasionally I'd get somebody come up against me and this one time this dude came up against me had this, his voice was it was like butter on bacon on pork belly on other like, like on a like some sort of like creme fraiche and sort of some sort of um puffed something it was so, it was so smooth I mean holy mackerel it was like a heavy cream his voice and he called himself Casey Kasem that was his nickname obviously he wasn't the real Casey Kasem which is he's going through a lot right now um a sad situation but this was nice. well I guess this was a sad situation but in another way, because, yeah, we had these guys doing these underground boredom battles. I guess that's a very sad situation. As looking back, it was like the most joyous time of my life when I finally felt free. Other than now that I'm with you guys, it's, it doesn't make it any more legitimate. But so whatever. I was having these boredom battles. And this guy, sh- like, so for a long time, I had pe- trouble. I could get an audience and you know they'd stick around for about ten minutes till they were like, "When's the game show starting?" or "When's the comedy start?" And they would you know heckle me, or I would you know get somebody to try. I'd talk somebody for for a while. I had friends. so I would talk them into doing. I'd be like, "Come on, just pretend you can be boring." And you know, for sometimes I'd tell people about it. They'd be like, "Dude, I'm a, boring. Being boring is so easy. That's what normal people think. They don't know that you know." how much work it takes to be this dull. Um, but so ever, I run up with the guy against this guy, Casey Kasem. Turns out he's like uh, in Europe where... And again, I'm not trying to make... I'm not trying to climb on a soapbox here. But Europe... They're a little more progressive in their medicine, I think. And this is from someone that doesn't know anything, but just my impression is that they're willing to try stuff. So so this guy, Casey Kasem, we're in the, the green room, which is really the alley. And this is back when I was um, hitting the sauce a little bit too much. And so me and Casey are sitting there drinking and uh, he's telling me, you know, it's before we go into the boredom battle, you know, we're we're like gladiators, except we're not strong or you know, brawny or anything. We're just boring. So before we go into gladiator-style combat of boredom, you know, we're, you know, just chilling, being case to case. That's all I knew him as. I, you know, I'm big on, I don't know, you guys don't know me, but I'm big on making, so I'm like, can I call you the k He's like, no. And I'm like, can I call you K-C? He's like, no, it would be C-K anyway. And then I was like, can I call you a double case, like case to case? And he's like, no. And then it was kind of like our thing. And by our thing, I mean something I did that irritated him. I was trying a little, little aside. Even though we were having like a rapport, is that the right word? Or like a, I was trying to get inside this guy's head because I take my boredom. I'm a hardcore. You know, I'm not. I'm competitive. I want to be the most boring. So he's telling me, and I thought he was. You know, we were just shooting the shit. So I thought he was bragging that he's like a consultant, and that in Europe, boring people. You know, they have these sleep institutes that are run not by like corporations looking to make money, but like by the, uh, you know, some sort of public private partnerships, and that they hire him and he goes in and like he'll bore surgeons to sleep or, you know, pilots, like when they're supposed to be asleep. You know, like he's doing all this paid work. And uh, I'm like, man, you got to get me on this. And he, He was like, you know, I'll tell you what, if you, if you, you know, if you impress me tonight, he's like, I've heard about you. I mean, basically, because there's not many people on this competitive boredom circuit, boredom underground. Uh, He's like, you know, if you impress me, you know, I'll I'll get a hold of you. Like, uh, and, you know, we can have a, you know, maybe, maybe you could be my backup if I get, like, uh, interesting. It's like suddenly, because that's another thing about being boring. Before we get to the boredom battle. Is, you know, once you get into the boredom thing, you get worried. Like a baseball player or, well, I guess I'm not making any money because of some some stuff that happened. Um, That's why I'm just doing this podcast, but like in the boredom circuit. But, you know, you're worried about um, throwing off your boredom game. So this guy's like, you know, if I start dating a supermodel and suddenly I become interesting... Or you know, if I bump my um, earnings up into uh, from the uh, thirty to forty thousand dollar U.S. range, up you know above seventy-five thousand, which I—that's what I hear—is like the prime um, happiness salary number, maybe. Now where I live, I mean, there's, I don't know. In the Bay Area, I, I'd love to make seventy-five Gs, but. I'm sure that that's not—that's probably tough, because it's real tough where I'm at, but poor me, you know. Um, so you're always worried about, like, doing something interesting, and then all of a sudden you're not boring anymore. And, I mean, I just know, you know, I don't need to pat myself on the back. I'm boring. You know, I got I got it. Uh, I'm bored bored to the core. been boring since— Born. pimpin' since pimpin' or whatever the saying, saying goes. So, what is pimpin' since pimpin'? I can't remember. But, uh, where was I? So, case case, i like, you know, if I get if I lose my boredom or, you know, I, I'm i rockin' and then he'd back up, maybe I'll call you in. Maybe, maybe not. So, let's see what we do. So, we go to this boredom battle. I don't know if you've ever seen 8 Mile with, uh, Eminem. Um, He was in some rap battles or any other movies involving rap battles or you've been to a rap battle. Uh, I actually have not been to a rap battle. I think one time, I wish I, uh, you know one time I talked about the dude that started the creme brulee cart, I think, on here, who actually was the brother of the person I was referring to, Brian. It's his brother, Curtis. I hope I, I can say their first names, right? I think Brian, he was the curry inventor of the curry cart. I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't have ever said any of those. i get sued. But they had, they had a party, the two of them. And there was these guys that were rapping at it. And I think they were character actors rapping in, like, an Eastern... They were, like, the Eastern European Beastie Boys. Brilliant. And they were really good rappers. But that's the closest thing I've been to a rap battle. That was in a basement. And it was at a party. But they weren't battling. They were just rapping. Cool. I wish I could throw it out. I'm sure they're famous at least, like, Oakland famous, and I mean that in a good way. I'm sure you guys on the East Coast are, like, Brooklyn— I mean, I'm sure there's, like, a term, like, Brooklyn famous. Like, if you're famous in Brooklyn, I mean, you're your hip is as, as pardon my French—hip as fuck, and if you're Oakland famous, you're pretty fucking cool. I'm not, but, uh, I mean, I got a Lola Del Rio on my side. Hopefully, she or he is still listening, but uh, she, I'm assuming— is uh, okay. So we go into this rap belt. It's it's nothing like eight mile because, um, I was the drunkest person there. Most other people were sober and uh, finagled into going. And then, uh, you know, it's like not high tension, and there's not a lot of cheering. But so we were going up against this one, uh, this woman, and uh, like so there was a woman that we we're supposed to bore. And then there was also another woman like doing like. To be fair, we pick like someone, and then they're like the judge, but they also get to pick the theme. Like, do we bore the person to tears, whatever? And she wanted to do this like international boredom, boredom off, or bore down. We, I, I mean, that's what we call it, bore down. Got my bore down. So she was going to yell out countries, and then we'd take turns making a boredom. Boring, you know, boring. This other person, this woman, and we didn't know her name. She was probably like the the person we were supposed to bore. She looked like she was probably twenty eight, very cute, uh, glasses, always a plus. Um, as far as like being ignored by her, um, but so, okay, so we get we get ready. Like I said, I had to, I had too much to drink, which was a problem. Being honest with you guys, so. Um, I was raring to go, but then she did a eeny meeny miny mo. The judge, I think her name was Lorraine, and she picked uh, Casey Kasem, and then she just, um, I think she just flipped through a stack of cards and she goes Bosnia, and that's it. So that's how bore down. Some bore to work. That's it. Casey Kasem's on the spot now, as we call it. You're on the spot, case bore down. We don't do anything like fist-bumping or anything. Well, sometimes we do. Depends on, you know, if we're trying to press anybody in the audience, which is pretty much always. But so we get our board out, or he goes, Casey goes, and he's like, he's European, man. And like I said, he's got this silky voice. Uh, I think he was like, a, I don't know. I, like, when I say European, he he, uh, he was like European-styled. Even though he was like this, uh, what was he? Okay, so yeah, by by European I just mean, uh, cool, a lot cooler than me. So he's like a totally different style than this podcast. Thank God he doesn't have a podcast because you, <laughs> yeah. Um, and we'll get to the fate of case, this case, Kasem. That was his pen name. Um, but he's like, uh, Bosnia. Ah, sweet Bosnia. And he, he's like a I don't know, he's not a method actor, but it was like we were, uh, uh, so he's like, a Bosnia, a place, a shore, a distant place where my heart was lost. And I journeyed there one long night long ago. And I tell you this tale tonight, as a man who has journeyed to the heart of Bosnia, and returned with the heart of another. Now, you may be asking yourself, what does this man mean when he says Bosnia? Do I mean the culture? Do I mean the people? Do I mean the place? I mean all these things, my friends. Because I, Kesik Kesem, am part of Bosnia. And Bosnia's a part of me. Now, it was many score ago that I walked into a cafe in Bosnia. Now, they don't call them cafes there, and they have a special word for cafe. When I hear it, tear rolls down my cheek, because I miss Bosnia so. Now, you might be saying to yourself, what about her? It's a Govina, man. What's wrong with you? What Casey's gonna tell you, man? Bosnia and Herzegovina. If you listen, if you all get very, very quiet, and quiet, get as quiet as you can. Open your ears as wide as they open, and listen. Listen to my heart. Listen to a beat. It beats Bosnia Herzegovina, Bosnia Herzegovina, Bosnia Herzegovina, Bosnia, Herzegovina, Bosnia, Herzegovina, Bosnia Herzegovina, Bosnia Herzegovina, Bosnia Herzegovina, Bosnia, Herzegovina, Bosnia, Bosnia, And the reason it beats that way is because it traded hearts. Like I said, I was at a cafe. And I was minding my own business. Just out thinking about things. Thinking about life. Life is a man who loves Bosnia and Herzegovina. And I was thinking to myself What do they call coffee here again? 'Cause I'm gonna order me one. Who do they even have coffee? Because I'm going to order me something similar to coffee. Because I'm feeling a little tired. I need a jolt. And then my heart got a jolt. Because I made eye contact with a lady. A Bosnian lady. By the name of beautiful. And by beautiful, I mean a name I just made up. And all of a sudden my heart goes bosnia to Bosnia-Herzegovina, 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 bosnia, Arzegovina, bosnia Arzegovina. And I say to her, hey, she says to me, hello. And I say, you know what they call coffee inside this joint here? Sweetheart. She said, don't call me sweetheart. Because uh, English is like my fifth language. I'm even, like it doesn't, you mean you want to eat my heart and know if it's sweet? And I have a laugh and she has a laugh. And we're like laughing, laughing style. And I say to her, ha, that was good. She says, it wasn't bad. And I say, anyway, uh, honey bun, what do you think? Uh, we uh, go and grab a drink somewhere. And she says, uh, honey bun, does that tra- translate into something graphically sexual? And I say, it could. And she says, huh. And I say, "Ooh." She says, ho. Oh. And I say, "Huh." She said, "Oh," and then we uh, we walk, we walk down the streets, we walk from Bosnia all the way to Herzegovina, and the whole time my heart's going Bosnia, Herzegovina, Bosnia, Herzegovina, yeah, 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 Bosnia, Herzegovina, yeah, Bosnia, Herzegovina, yeah, Bosnia, choo 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 cho, choo choo. And the weather, must have known I was up to something, cause it gets all overcast, and dreamy like, and I'm walking in a dream, no doubt about it, a dream I had, a dream I have, and a dream I will have, forever, because I'm like, uh, walking with this lady, right, and I say to her sugar pop, what do you, uh, Say we uh, pop in here to this uh, place uh, I call, the place where I lie my head while I'm in Bosnia, Herzegovina. She says, what, are you asking me if I'm a dude dressed as a woman? And you want to, you know, and I said, no, no, no. Sugar pop is like a, it's like a, not quite a honey bun, but it's like a sweet, uh, uh, never mind, baby. Let me do my lip, let lips do the talk and I kiss her. I kiss her good. And it's like Bosnia, Herzegovina, Bosnia, Herzegovina, Bosnia, Herzegovina, yeah. And then uh, she says to me, hey, you forgot your backpack back at that cafe. And I say, what? That backpack was full of stuff. So we go back and we get it. And I tell you, we're going back. It was even better than the first time we get this backpack and we're walking we're talking and my whole life is unraveling in front of my eyes because this person is everything I ever wondered about and more and like she said she wasn't a dude dressed like a woman so that was good and we get back and my backpack's gone and she says what was in your backpack and I tell her stuff good stuff and she says well my apartment's right upstairs as a matter of fact I took your backpack when you weren't looking cause I like the look of you and I says okay baby and then we go upstairs she puts on a record on a record player and then we have 45's or 33's they have like a metric thing kinda like uh from Pulp Fiction I think but I think that's already metric so I don't know but the record spins like all records do. It's going counterclockwise. But the thing is, it's not supposed to. And my head starts to spin. And I'm like, is it this woman? Or is it Bosnia? Is it this record? And it's playing some jazz. Some Bosnian jazz, man. It's swinging. And my head's a spinning. And my heart's going, Bosnia Herzegovina, Bosnia Herzegovina, Bosnia Herzegovina, Bosnia Herzegovina. And I'm digging it, man. I'm digging it big time. And she's dancing. She's got a shirt, two buttons open. She's laughing, holding hands. The air in the room is so thick. I reach out and grab myself a handful. And I inhale it. Like it's some sort of drug, because it is. And my heart's going by near, Bosnia, bars B- near. Herzegovina. Oh. Next thing I know, we're lying back, we sweating, we're kissing, we're laughing. It's a dream, man, and it will all happen in Bosnia. Shaboom. Casey Kasem, boy down. And with that, Casey Kasem rolls back, and the room is like, just like I am right now, speechless. Wow. It's like, just like, he's like this, uh maestro of boredom and that's his style like i said he's like a european i mean i think he's european style because you heard his accent it's more uh american but he's not like a fit i mean like i said he's a cool dude so he lays down that boredom and like i said i was i was a little bit intoxicated this was during my um it wasn't wasn't pretty because what happened was it was like uh, I was acting out because these bore downs were going so bad. And then finally I get this guy, this legend, to go up against. And then I have too much to drink. And we go up. So Casey Kasem lays down this jazz. And it turns out I'm passed out. So I came perform. The lady uh, that was our, like, thing was asleep. And uh, there's people, women were swooning, especially... The one that was asleep, when she woke up, she was swooning, and uh, I was sweating, and no one woke me up. So I woke up, like, on this basement floor, like, uh, 3, 4 in the morning by myself with, uh, you know, rock implant in my face and dirt, and I, one of my hands was hurt because someone must have walked over it, well, more than one person because there was, like, a heel mark. Um, and then a couple shoe marks. So, yeah, that that was my encounter with Case Kasem, which was, I mean, wow. You know, I mean, I know if any of you are listening and you're like, you're like, yeah, I wish that guy had a podcast. Now, how am I supposed to go back to your podcast? Because like I just laid down some like fusion Miles Davis style boredom, which was like some sort of thing that hasn't even been invented yet, but it was already invented when, like, people were shooting heroin and smoking opium and playing bugles. So, I mean, I know how you feel, but those kind of people they don't, I mean, that those kind of people they don't just come along every day, like you get people like me. But, you know, I do my best, right? So I wake up and uh, I go home and, oh, but you know, it's time for a break. The following message presented by a double ARP Hey, uh, we'll we, we, we put some of our money together to put an ad on here. And why, why don't you call your dad? Huh? Don't you love dad? Why? Well, I'm, I'm sitting here by the phone. You didn't call me. Don't you love dad? You called your mom. She'd been gone for ten years. You called her on Mother's Day. "'Why why don't you love Dad? "'Why do fathers always give a second-rate holiday? "'Why'd you put me in the home when you let your mom live with you? "'What did I do to you? I did my best. "'Don't you love Dad? "'Dad loved you so much. "'And now that we're all, most of us dads that have money were retired, "'and old and we're lonely. And they, "'Yeah, sure, I beat you with a switch.' It's for your own good. And I know the other dads I talked to here at this home. Yeah, they beat you good, too. And the ones that didn't, they just tried to crush your self-esteem. And that's what our dads did to us. Don't you love Dad? We did our best. You know, I'm sorry. I, I, I said I hated you for whatever lifestyle you chose and that it repulsed me. Even if it was a normal lifestyle, I'm sorry. Don't you love Dad? We're doing our best. We're we're all retired and old now, and we're all by ourselves and lonely. And we regret it. That's the secret. We regret it. Even the ones that Dad said only, you know, were just not there mentally for you, or not around, or had to work and make money. Don't you love Dad? You should, because we're just like you. were just humans. We screwed up, okay? That's it. Don't you love Dad? The preceding message was presented by AARP. Thank you. All right, so I'm back. So I go home from that thing, and it was pretty low point, whatever. And I never hear from Case Kasem for a while. And like I said, it's his Father's Day, uh, one World Cup ago. And uh, I get this call from uh, Argentina. And they're like, oh, blah, blah, you know. And I'm like, what? I don't know what you're talking about. And they're like, we need we need your help. Uh, you know, we've lost contact with Casey Kasem, and you're, you're the only person he said. You know, he said, "Case of emergency, contact you." I'm like, what, what? do you mean? What he was like, he's. Like, we, we need you for Messy. We need you for Messy. I'm like, what do you mean? You need me for Messy? And finally, you know, after a bunch of slapstick miscommunication, which would be hilarious in any other context, it ends up that Lionel Messy. This is top secret stuff, by the way. Don't be putting this on the internet, Lionel Messi, famous soccer player. I mean, this guy, he's, he, he has trouble sleeping. He's been a professional soccer player since he was like 14, 16 years old. So hes he's gone through, It's not that's not an easy lifestyle. It might seem like that. I mean, he seems like a happy guy. Maybe he is. Just happy people can have trouble sleeping. I mean, you know that as good as I do. So that basically after a while... And a negotiation, which was like basically you can have a little bit of money or nothing <laughs> was the negot- what I negotiated they fl- they fly me to uh uh undisclosed locations, which was the hotel's mess he was staying at. and they're like, we need you to you know case, case him, case case' him. and i'm like uh you know what, can you tell me more about it? You know you'll have an adjoining room." And at a given time, you know, the phone will ring and you just go in the room and the room will be dark and he'll he'll be in bed. And you just sit there and like, you know, someone armed is going to be in the room. So don't do anything weird or try to take his watch. He's got probably like a $150,000 watch. Maybe not. I don't know. But that's what they told me. They said, don't try to take his watch. So, if you come across Lionel Messi, I mean, I don't think he wears watch when he's on the pitch, but don't try to take his watch. So, they're like, "Um, this is like my big shot, I guess. And uh, then I'm thinking, I'm like, all right, well, I can just walk out if I get Messi to sleep. And I can leave now and then negotiate for more money or more respect or, um, you know, sharing room with all the security guards, his private security guards. And they weren't exactly uh, friendly guys. I mean, I'm not trying to judge, but I'm pretty sure they were from some death squad some somewhere. And they, they smelled bad, and they weren't nice. And they all tended to sleep while smoking. And when you're sharing a bed with two dudes to begin with, and they smoke, you get burned a lot. And sometimes you, you know it's hard to sleep because I'm constantly afraid the beds can burst into flames and I'm, anytime they move, I'm like flinching, waiting for the cigarette to burn me. Okay. So, so, so big night comes and, uh, phone rings and there's this guy and goes, it's time. So I go in the room. So the phone rings, it's time. I say, so I go in the I, So I go through the adjoining door. I go into the room and then guards of course they shut up behind me the guys I was sharing the room with and uh I can hear them laughing and the room's pretty dark that I'm in a hotel room and I'm fumbling around and I had been told to just sit by this chair there'll be a chair right by the connecting door and to sit down there and then you know do my thing which is what they said you know do the case to case thing. and I'm about to talk again not case to case I'm the famous one this guy's boredom bat, bore down nickname. You might be wondering what, my dear scooter is my bore down nickname. And we'll get into the origins of that, you know. So I go in this room, I sit down, and uh, I look around the room, and I can, I'm like nervous. And I'm wondering if I should just start. And they you know, again, they were like, you know, don't talk to him, don't, well, you know, a lot of rules. And then I'm looking around the room, it's dark. The only thing I can see is these two eyes in bed, messy eyes, and they were, like, wide as freaking saucers. Like, I could see them, like, there are two little baby moons in his little bed there. And it was kind of cute, um, or endearing, adorable, maybe. It was almost like I felt like I was in a room with a koala. And, I mean, part of me wanted to, like, a patriarch or something, take it under its mat wing and snuggle it up. But, again, I... I knew there was going to, somebody was probably going to shoot me or beat me with one of those things they call a rubber or a cover, uh, blackjack, I think it's called. They told me they would hit me with that. Um, so I see these beady eyes and they're looking at me and then they're looking at the ceiling and I'm like, I'm starting to think about the beauty of Messi's soccer. And it's like I got this kinetic energy or frenetic energy. I'm not sure. I mean, Maybe both. And uh, I'm like, wow, yeah, it's got to take a... And he's like a a little guy. Uh, So I'm like, there's there's probably a lot of packed-in energy there, and this is his unwinding time. So I'm like, okay, I take a couple breaths like now. And I'm like, okay, I'm thinking back to the big battle I had, boar battle with uh, Casey Kasem. I'm like, okay, shoot. uh, Okay, well, he did... And I'm like, oh, I wonder what... Co-. And then, of course, I'm like, I wonder what country I would have got. I mean, I'm supposed to be country. I'm messy. I'm already choking. Cause, and then, next thing you know, Iraq pops in my head. And then, this is another mistake. I was a younger man. is like, you don't stick to like what, what you're good at. You try to do somebody else's thing. So, then I was trying to be Casey Kasem instead of being myself. You know, just not be myself. So... I'm like Iraq, you know, uh, back in Iraq, and I and and I'm like uh, Iraq, oil fields burning, sand is blowing in the hot desert wind across the across the sand and the breeze and the smoke, distances. And, and again, like, you might you might be thinking right now, too, it's like, what are you thinking, dude, Iraq? That's not going to put anybody to sleep. And uh, you're right, uh, but at the time, it wasn't, I, I wasn't, you know, I choked, like which I've done a lot in my lifetime. So yeah, I'm like, and the popping, and the distance, and the pops, and the booms, and the sky flashes, and it flashes again. Boom, boom, boom. You know, I was trying to do his, like, that sweet Bosnia-Herzegovina thing that he had. I mean, like, people were mouthing Bosnia-Herzegovina that first time. It was Bosnia-Herzegovina, Bosnia. So I'm like, boom, 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 boom. And Messi's eyes are still bugging, bugging out. And and I'm like, you know, the truck drives, picks up speed. It's a checkpoint. Again, I'm like, you, you, you're like, dude, you goes faster, faster, faster. The guns are raised, they're raised, they're raised. And I'm thinking, should I? is this person trying to get a sub-moist sandwich or are they trying to get me? And then uh, the guy that was in the room to protect Messi, he must have been listening, and I triggered some, some so he must, might have been from, a, a, he was probably a veteran of some war, maybe Iraq, and he, he starts shooting in the room and uh, he's shooting holes. He almost shoots me. He almost shoots Messi. Shoots holes. The door gets kicked in, and there's, like, South African police there. And, I mean, I don't even know what the gun laws are. And then, like, the security guards, and then the security guards, you know, everyone's mad at me, and they're saying it's my fault, and Messi just lying in bed. I mean, that's probably why Argentina did not have the best World Cup that time. And then... You know the guards were left. They beat beat me up good, which I already had cigarette burns from just trying to sleep with them. And and, uh, I, and they then pay me. And people that hired me were like, never come to Argentina. And the South African officials were like, never come to South Africa. And I guess Iraq got wind of it. I'm banned from Iraq. Uh, like, and this is all in my passport. Believe it or not. Like they they, they end up like. Like South Africa, like a damaged the relations between Argentina, Argent, Arge, Argentina and South Africa and Iraq. It almost start started, started the secret international incident. Like they wouldn't even the U.S. was so mad. Like they threw me on the U.S. like consulate in the city in South Africa, and then they threw me back out. They were so mad because they're all. Fan, I mean, who's not a Messi fan, right? And then it, like, ended up with that, I like, said, that, and I might have actually done some damage to Messi's well-being for that cup. And then security guard got arrested, so his family was, like, mad. And then they made me, the only country that would accept me, thank you, Canada. Um, well, now that I know these New Zealand people like me, maybe next time you guys could help me out in a pinch. But So they throw me in the Canada soil or whatever the embassy and it cost me, like, I had to max out my credit card to get back. And it's not like the Canadians, like, they were just taller, like, they're, like, it was almost like I was, like, covered in dog dro- droppings. Like, they just treated me, like, um, with, uh, distance and coldness, like a neutrality, but, like, repulsed neutrality. And, uh... And then, yeah, I was kind of blackballed as like a sleep boredom consultant. So, you know, that's kind of the, the moral of the story is like stick to like, I don't know what the moral, maybe figure out. And I, I mean, listen, it, I, I'm reformed. So, like I said, any coaches or soccer organization, football, soccer organizations, anyone working for Lionel his team, any team for professional sports i i'm a i'm a different person now i've cleaned up my act i made a lot of positive changes so probably won't happen again probably probably won't happen again so that's it that's that story Fa- a little father's day story for you happy father's day to all the fathers and you might be asking what you might be saying okay you know bullshit on all i'm calling bullshit on all this story which is you're right um and you're like there's no such thing as bore down battles or whatever you call it but i just wanted to close with like the most famous like this one you definitely have heard of which is like the greatest bore down battle of all time now you might be saying um when i think about boring and and pop culture what's like what's the most boringest piece of pop culture is probably grandpa simpson right and you might think like that the guys at simpsons they're brilliant um brilliant show brilliant writers Bravo. I'm a Simpsons fan, obviously. I'm a human. But uh Grandpa Simpson was not an original character and it's he's it, it, like an homage, an homage like not stolen, not not like uh copied, but the uh, Simpsons I don't know who it was Matt Groening or someone else like loved this they had heard about this bore down battle. Um and it, if you want to look it up it was like, uh, was it like uh, that, like the signs? It was like all back in the graffiti days. It was like ARG versus B.I.H., and it was like the biggest boar battle in history. And the guy Grandpa Simpson is based on ARG, and his was was his uh, boredom name ARG stood for. Uh, it was like a, I think it was like he was an old guy, so it was like another regressive geriatric, I think was his like it stood for or something, and B.I.H. was um bored in hell. It was like kinda of more of like a punk rock borum guy. But they had this battle and they like literally went back and forth kinda of, like eight mile for like um I, I think it was like three or four days. And that's and I think like Matt Groening or someone else, Mike Judge or I don't know who was in the audience for this whole thing, they're probably on like speed or something. I'm not saying like whoever was in the, I mean, a lot of people were or some other drug to stay. And he put that, the ARG, another aggressive, whatever it was, ARG, they just called them ARG, I think. But he was just doing that grandpa, grandpa Simpson stuff, which I'll close with. So good night. Thank you for listening. But he was, I was like, yeah, so I went down to the store and I need a penny. And I said like, hey, hey, penny will do. And I told the guy, you know, that you did you hear about the the uh, shortage on hay? And he was like, hey, what? And then I said, you know, the guy that gets the hay, he puts it in this bale, and they bale it up, and then they stack it. And, you know, he wears those Oshkosh by goshes. And then, you know, he had the Oshkosh by gosh, and he might be like, Why well, you know, how'd that get invented? And then, you know, why, why, why everyone wear those overalls? And... uh like he did that, so that guy did that for like 12 days, you know. And he would be like, you know the guy that talks in like boring stories, that guy. He's a boring guy, you know, but he was like, you might be like, what did he have for breakfast? Do you have a muffin or do you have bread? Do you have eggs? Did he have bread or toast? What do you put on his toast? Butter, you know. And it reminds me, and then Grandpa Simpson always falls asleep, but ARG did not. So that's a little, I mean, that's your entry into my world um, bore downs and my, um, I never saw Casey Kasem as my nemesis because he, like to be a nemesis, I think you have to be equals. And I didn't, at that time I didn't prove my equal. And then maybe Casey Kasem will come back up. Cause I don't know what happened to him when he disappeared in South Africa. So that's something to think about. Um, I don't think it was like foul play, but it could be, could be. So, yeah. Um, Thanks for listening, and good night.